You're listening to The Pastor Pod, sharing what we're learning to help you lead well in our culture today. This podcast is hosted by pastors Josh Robinson and Jay Mudd. Their goal is to be real, transparent, and let you in on what pastors really think about stuff. We're glad you're with us for another episode of The Pastor Pod. We're on episode 45, here with my really good friend, Jay Mudd. And uh, buddy, how's it going in Orlando today? All is well. All is well. We are rocking and rolling and uh, having some, having a lot of fun getting uh, things situated, getting prepared um, for preaching, for teaching. You know how it is, uh, how our role is. We've got lots of meetings happening, lots of different things we're juggling, as well as getting ready for, always getting ready for Sunday. Sunday's always in the view. Uh, the weekend's always in the view of having to lead and guide and teach um, God's word. And so um, always a fun time, though, to just hit the pause button for a second on a weekday afternoon and say, Hey, let's, let's learn together. Let's take some time to talk and debrief and chat mm-hmm. about some, uh, some important things that are um, some important things that, you know, uh, are important to us, important to pastors, important to the life of the church and the healthiness uh, of the church. So good again to be back for episode 45 and uh, have some good fun conversation. But Josh, Hey, how was your, I know everybody's wondering though, how was your, how was your time away with your family? It was awesome, man. We were able to get away to St. Augustine. My, I think I'd shared my sister-in-law has a Airbnb home right on the beach. So that was a first for us to walk off the back porch. And uh, man, my parents came down, my brother came up. I wish my youngest brother could have made it, but he's out in Texas and couldn't make it. But we had 12 people in this house and it's a beautiful place. We, you know, she gave us an incredible discount. To, to make it possible for us to stay there. But yeah, I just, it was a good time just to, just to literally turn things off and um, not check my phone as often and just try to try to actually turn off uh, ministry for a little bit and just let my mind reset and, and just laugh and boogie board for eight hours a day with my kids and body surf and eat food. Uh, but it was a great time. We really enjoyed it and came back around, I think it was Thursday night. And uh, so that was a, just a blessing because school started today in most counties in Florida today. And maybe you're joining us from wherever you're joining us, but we're, we're recording on Wednesday. We typically go live on Friday with the podcast, but yeah, so it's been a great like end of the year getaway uh, before school. Yeah. Um, and glad you got to do that. Glad you got to get away and uh, spend some time with the family. And I know it's always good to see your brothers and uh, you know, all the kids. And I, I saw some photos of you guys surfing thing and doing some fun stuff. So that was good. So glad you got to get away. And that really kind of fits the mold of what we're kind of talking about today um, is a struggle or a tension point that I believe every pastor falls in, falls into and wrestles with at some point in their ministry, in their life, in this, this healthy work-life balance. Like, how do I, how do I, uh, you know, how do I, how do I do this? How do I make sure that I'm taking the time to rest and, you know, uh, you know, feed myself and then also uh not take advantage of that but you know it's this balance it's a tension a balance and um so josh do you ever do you ever feel that 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 tension do you ever feel that like hey you know sometimes i work too late sometimes i'm not engaged as i need to be at home do you ever feel that or oh uh, yeah it's a weekly struggle i mean i i tend to i mean i love to relax I, i i'm i could i can do a good job at that but i also struggle with men there's so many things on my mind and my heart that I need to get done. 
Um, like for instance, I, I wrote two sermons before my vacation so that I wouldn't have to study the week I was gone. Now, typically, if I can plan it out, I won't preach the week I'm the week after or the Sunday after I'm I'm on vacation, so I can actually turn it off. But it just didn't work out in the schedule, so um, that that was extra work. And so I did probably put too many hours in the week before I went on vacation. But I feel like as leaders, sometimes we have to work double so that we can actually recharge. And that's not a negative. I just think it's it's all about time management. So I do struggle with that, Jay. There's times I pull my laptop out uh, in the evening if the kids are down, and uh, sometimes Cassie will say, "Are you are you still working? Like, aren't can you just not like? Does that ever happen to you? Like, why are you working?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not I'm not working. I'm I'm actually reading about football, but I'm also sermon prepping too. You know, so it's like it kind of bleeds in, and uh, I definitely need to grow in that because it's sometimes hard to turn it off. Uh, but I also don't struggle with that on my day off. I, I really can turn it off on, on my day off. But some other some days of the week, um, I'll have a lot of meetings. Like today, I had multiple meetings, like most of the day. Uh, marriage counseling, for one. I met with a missionary the next meeting. Then I met to talk about our new sermon series. And then I'm, I'm podcasting with you. And so I didn't have adequate time to study today that I would probably would have on a normal week. Is that so? But that's but how do you how do you prepare for that right because the the idea of balance, I think is kind of one of those, you're ne you're never going to perfectly balance your life. It's a it's nice to say it sounds good, but I don't know anyone that has a perfectly balanced life. Um, what do you think? I mean, I know that we throw that word out, and I think it's important to talk about because I think sometimes I have to work on. I do need to turn it off, and focus on my wife and focus on my kids and not let other people or other things infringe on that. And that that's not, a, that's not healthy long-term. It's not at times it can be, you know, seasons of, of, of extra work that we, me and her are sometimes working on projects together right. for the church, right. In the evening time or whatever, but I, I definitely struggle with it. I think if you're a pastor listening to this, you probably relate to me, but I, I that's an area I'm, I'm wanting to grow in and get better at. Well, I think I think you speak for every pastor, though. We all want to do that, I believe. I believe there's this there is a tension there that everyone struggles with because there's not enough time in the day. Um, there's not enough hours in the day to get everything you would want. And I use that word you and I emphasize it on purpose that you would want to get accomplished. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's where the 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 struggle comes is we're trying to figure that out. And we're always trying to figure that out. Some days we do good. Some days we don't do good. And we use the word balance because everybody wants a balanced life. And I think that's a hot topic of, of the culture we live in is how do you have this balanced life? Mm -hmm. But I think we were talking before the podcast. So I'm not going to take credit for this, but I think there's a difference between balance and um, rhythms, uh, balance mm -hmm. and rhythms. And I think there's a, a rhythm is a little bit more fluid and understanding and flexible and knowing that, okay, sometimes it goes the way we want it to go and it looks like mm -hmm. balance. And then other times it's a more of a rhythm. You mm -hmm. just said earlier, I think this perfect example, you said earlier, you said, Hey, you know, the week before we went on vacation, I had to pump out two sermons. Um, and for the, for the listener who's listening right now and going, okay, well, how much work really is that? A, a sermon is basically a research paper. Um, your pastor puts together a research paper every single week. They write a, you know, sometimes a, you know, a 10 page research paper uh, every single week. It's studying, it's making sure context, making sure all the things work well. And so you pumped out two of those in one week, in addition to everything else you were doing. So your rhythm was like, hey, 
in order for me to rest, in order for me to take a dip in uh, my work, I have to actually work really, really hard. Now, mm -hmm. if you didn't do that, let's let's play let's play a little game here. What happens if you didn't do that, Josh? Um, tell me about your vacation with a <laughs> sermon um, in 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 the crutch. Right? Tell me about the, your vacation, knowing I got to get back and I got to preach. Tell me the tension <laughs> that comes with that. I know, but I, I'm I'm gonna well, take me to your vacation. What does it look like? Well, what, what, what I mentioned earlier, like it, it wasn't smart of me to do that. I should have had someone else preach that week, but I'd already had multiple other pastors that had already. I've been filling in this summer. And so I just felt like it was a better rhythm to be on. So anyway, that's a, that's a whole nother ball game. Um, I would have been listening to people at dinner and lunch and my mind would have been racing to sermon ideas or the passage I'd be on, or I would be take, you know, pulling out my laptop at 10, 10 PM at night when everybody's asleep. And I would have snuck out to the back porch and probably studied till midnight. Uh, or got up early and cracked it on so the kids and Cassie didn't see or, or feel like I'm infringing on time with them or my family. You know, I, I would want to honor that week, but I'd feel the burden of I'm not prepared. I haven't studied well. I don't really know where I'm going because I don't do the Saturday night special thing. You know, I've, I've always heard that joke like, well, you know, like I get emails like from sermon resource sites. They're like, do you have your sermon yet? Like on Friday night. And I'm thinking, is this a real thing? Like, do pastors literally not have, like, are they just like, oh, that sounds good. I'll download that and print it out. I mean, um, we don't do that, Jay, you and me. I mean, we, well, we don't, yeah, we don't I think, <laughs> well, I hope you don't, but to, I mean, to, no, no, I don't. That's a bad example, fair, but yeah. To be fair, I think sometimes you have, let's put the bivocational pastor in place. Okay. So that's we, different. That, yeah. That's, that's what different. I'm, it's different. Totally it's, a different, different. it's a totally different ball game, but yeah, that's not what just, I'm speaking to. Just to yeah. be clear, there's some pastors who like, Hey, I can't get to it till Friday. And well, you know, some of them I, are working yeah. multiple jobs and that man there to me, they're the real heroes in ministry. They're my so absolute hero. If you're but a bivocational make, pastor, you have my respect. Yeah, I think I just wanted to make sure I said that because if not, they're like, "Wait a minute, what are you <laughs> no, talking no, about?" No, I, no, I'm grateful for me. that reminder. Sometimes I'm grateful. No, that, I, you know, I'm I, saying <laughs> if you're full time and you know God has given you that opportunity to, you know, that praise God, we we as pastors have the opportunity to preach God's word. I mean, I, I count it a privilege, and so it's not it's not just like, "Oh, I got to write a sermon." It's like, no, I really love it, and I'm thankful God's called me and you and and those that are listening to do it. But you want to be fully equipped and ready to go and be, you know, prepared so you can you can lead well and, and not be confusing to the church. But um, but yeah, that's probably how I would have done it. It would so not have been good. And I would have gotten lots of little, you know, seriously, like, come on. Well, like, can I, I you just not back, work for a few days? Going back to your your original, you you said this is the first thing that you you said. And I think it's it's so true of pastors, as you said, I would have been sitting around listening to people talk but my mind would have been somewhere else because I, I would feel this burden and this stress that I haven't done my job and I haven't done it well. And I struggle with that. I don't know if you do Jay, but I can get on an idea and my mind's just running. And for me to come down off of that, not only idea or ideas or all the people that I'm trying to, or I've met with that day and the decisions I need to make tomorrow man, it can get like where it takes a while to unwind all that. Yeah. And, and again, I don't want to get into best practices or anything, but I totally understand what you're saying. And, you know, you're sitting there listening all of a sudden your mind somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I've really had to wrestle with that myself of like, how do I fully engage? I get home and I'm still thinking about the sermon and I don't know how your sermon prep, we we've done podcasts on sermon prep, but sometimes you know, sermon prep is an ongoing thing. I have to actually, I have to stop writing at some point to let, you know, God, okay, let that simmer for a minute. What comes to mind? Some of my best ideas come on, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. while I'm lifting weights in the morning or when mm-hmm. I'm walking or, you know, on the car ride home. And it's like, what do I do with that? Or if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and mm-hmm. some of the best ideas can come there. Well, the tendency would be, let's pull up my computer. Let's, let's, I want to make sure mm-hmm. I don't forget this. I don't want to make sure I mm-hmm. grab this mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the tendency is what you just said is that sometimes we find ourselves and pastors find themselves sitting there listening with their ears, but their mind is totally, they're not engaged because of that. And I think this is where marriages begin to struggle. This is where yes. family life begins to struggle is because we're there. We are present, but we're not engaged. We're not There's engaged. a difference between being present and being engaged. That's and that's right. why this whole balance or rhythm is so, so important because yeah. if not, you find yourself in there and then you figure out, and we're, listen, pastors, you're creative. We're all creative and we figured out how to do this and manage mm-hmm. this. And some people don't even know it's happening, but it's happening. Yeah. I think then it gets you in trouble. Then it gets you it in does. trouble because it you does. get, you get comfortable in that realm of going, all right, I'm comfortable. I'm pulling this off. I'm pulling this off. And the whole you're not though. And all of a sudden it, it bounds up, it wounds up, it wounds up. Um, and many pastors have sweet wives who are very loving and gracious and they let it go and they let it go and let it go. And then all of a sudden it becomes an issue because yeah. it's not dealt with and it's not dealt with healthily. So hmm. I think it's this idea of rhythms. And I know you said earlier, you're like, yeah, hey, I probably shouldn't have done that. I should have had somebody else preach for you and things like that. But not every pastor has that luxury either. Some pastors struggle with like, hey, in order for me to go on vacation, I'm off the week, but you know, I have to I have to preach right. the following week when I get back from vacation. Yeah. So there has to be some rhythm in that. And I think the rhythm you did was um, I'm gonna go on a couple say, I think it was a healthy rhythm of like, hey, because your family knew, your wife likely knew, hey, I gotta get two sermons done this week. But the benefit of, you know, what that's going to produce is me to be fully engaged Mm -hmm. on vacation. And chances are your family and your wife appreciated the work you did the week before so that you could have the week you had. Um, And so I wouldn't, Josh, I just want to say, don't beat yourself up too much about that because I think the fact is you did what you had to do. Yeah. And there was, there was conversation like, Josh, why are you, you know, it seemed like you're just doing a lot. Like what's going on? I'm like, well, you know, I got next week and you know, our outline, we typically turn in on this day at this time, and I'm trying to give it to him now. So I'm, I'm not going back and forth on emails. And, and uh, so just, and just to, to lead well, and, but I do think there's a, there's a tension or maybe, maybe an area that, that I think I have to grow in. You might relate to me if you're listening or, or JU as well. Like, yeah, I can prepare, I can have, a, you know, all the perfect time and rhythm to prepare a message or to be a healthy pastor. But at the end of the day, I could be trying to do all that in my own strength you know, and uh, there is that element of like, we can prepare a sermon, we can prepare to lead well, but in the moment, the Holy Spirit could guide our heart, give us a new word within the preparation, which I value very highly, that there's times that I'll prepare a message, and I'm still preaching the message, but God will say something, or, 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 or prompt me to say something that's not on the sheet, not on my iPad, and whatever that is, that's the thing that I might have a couple of people say that really spoke to me when you added or when you shared that illustration, that just that thought, right? And I think God continually humbles me and reminds me that 
you know, you are to be a worker that's not, that's not ashamed, as scripture says, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I take that very, like, to heart. But at the end of the day, I want the Holy Spirit to speak and the word to be embedded in our heart, but to know that it's him that speaks, stay out of the way and let the Holy Spirit of God speak through the word of God. And at the end of the day, you know, he'll speak what he wants. I still think that goes together with preparation, but but that's something I'm learning, Jay, is like, it's not just work, work yourself to death to have this perfect sermon, um, because there is a tendency that we could be preparing sermons for approval of people so that they will say, great sermon, or I like that, or um, we really should be doing our best to keep our hearts on what God wants to say through us. And uh, I know that's your heart. That's my desire. Don't always hit the mark. But by resting and recharging for me, I have to do physical things, Jay, to really recharge because I tend to sit more because of all the meetings and stuff and study. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you feel the same way, but I've really had to develop healthier rhythms with getting in the gym, uh, being active physically so that I can rest my mind by doing physical stuff. Right. Uh, I think there's, for me, it's more strategic. Um, yes, physical, I think exercising and getting that use. I notice when I'm not exercising, I'm not as engaged in a lot of things. Um, that exercise is super, super important. Whatever type of exercise you need to do, whether it's running, biking, lifting, whatever it may be. Um, but for me, it's super, super intentional, being intentional. And um, it's almost being proactive, knowing my tendencies and knowing my, my, my weaknesses. Um, and, and I've said it this way before, but, you know, real, real rest and being able to rest properly and recharge properly, it, take, it takes work. It doesn't come naturally to most people. Um, it, it just doesn't. It takes work. It takes planning. Um, going back to what you said earlier, you know, the, the idea of like, hey, in order for me to have a, a week off and be fully engaged, I had to plan properly, which means I had to take off or find someone else to preach for me. You do that a lot of times. Well, that's the planning process. It takes work. You have to be super intentional or you're not going to be able to do it. So for me, it's like, OK, it's almost like we do with anything else that we do planning is, hey, I want to I want to take time and I want to recharge. Mm -hmm. So let me back it up. What do I need to do to be able to accomplish that? at that mm -hmm. date and that time. So if mm -hmm. I want to go on vacation in three weeks or, you know, two months, what is it going to take for me to be able to do that without, um, you know, you know, being able to do that. So what does it take? So you go back and you plan, okay, so the week before I have to have this done, the two weeks before I have to have this done, I have to make these calls, I have to do this. And so it takes work. It takes us planning and proper. And the problem, when you pull it all back to it, the reason we're not resting properly, the reason we're not doing the things we need to do is because we're not planning for it. Mm -hmm. we're not we're, yeah. not we're not we're not planning it it's not a that's not part of the rhythm of our life we're mm -hmm. go 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 listen there's always going to be someone who needs our attention there's always going to mm -hmm. be a sermon to produce there's always going to be meetings that have to be had there's always going to be those things and yes it's easy for me to sit here behind a microphone and say hey you need to learn to cancel those meetings and adjust and do what <laughs> but the truth of the matter is there's truth in that mm -hmm. it's those rhythms of life um, you know, I use this, I use this app. Um, one of the best things I ever did was I, I, I use an app to schedule my life. Cause I don't have a, I don't have an administrative assistant. Do you have an administrative assistant, uh, Josh? And nothing wrong if you do. I don't uh, have anybody just, helping me plan. Yeah. Most recently, calendar. one of our incredible uh, staff members, she's given me some assistance with that. I mean, I set up some of my meetings, but she also has come alongside to help me a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I think it's helpful when you can, but 
It's not, not always, it's not always been the case, you know, not everybody can. And I, I, right, I you know, right. church planning and things that you've never had the means to be able yeah. to have somebody that's going to do that for me. So mm-hmm. I got this app, but the beauty thing about this, and if you have an administrative assistant, you can do the same as you go, okay, look, I know certain things that have to get done every single week. And I just literally block them off and say, Hey, look, mm-hmm. sorry, can't do it. I'm not even going to be able to, I'm not even going to accept a meeting during that time. It's a guarded time to get certain things done in order that, yeah, I can rest. I can go mm-hmm. home and unplug. I can go home and, and do things. Um, and so, and by the way, if you're looking at me, what, what app are you talking about? It's just Calendly. Have you ever you've heard you use Calendly, don't you? It's Calendly, or? right? Like like calendar, Calendly. but with L Y right. at the end. Yeah, correct, I've used correct. it. Um, I haven't really uh, figured it out like you have, but it's definitely a great tool. We used it back when we did our financial campaign, and people wanted to set up you know, meetings to talk about, you know, what is it, what are we doing and uh, ask questions. So it was a super great tool. Yeah. I had somebody um, that they they were like, Hey, Jay, can we grab lunch? I said, well, here you schedule it. And they're like, wow, it's like making an art, you know, reservation for a restaurant. Nah, you know, it's kind of what it is. You pick your time. If it's available, yada, yada, yada. Um, But it's been super helpful for me to go, Hey, I'm just going to block that off. And I have Mm -hmm. on my calendar, something called calendar block. And I just scheduled that time on my calendar. Hey, yeah, these are the blocks. I'm blocking it off. I'm not doing anything to where I get certain things done because I know my tendencies. I know what's important. I know yep. what's going to make meetings are important, but at the same time, I know there's certain times of my day where I can do a meeting and it doesn't interfere with things. Like I know meetings early on in the day are usually better than later on mm-hmm. in the day on certain, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So for me, I think it's about being super intentional and planning for it. Um, mm-hmm. pastors are good at planning a lot of things except for taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, that's what happens. So if we want a rhythm of resting a rhythm of taking care of ourselves, we have to plan for it. It's going to take work. So, so Josh, how are some of the ways that you've planned for rest and you are intentional, super intentional about making that happen? What are some of the things uh, you do? I have some things that I do, but I, I'd love to hear from you. What are some things you do? Yeah, for me, I, I schedule when I'm going to go work out. Like I put it on my calendar, just like I would a meeting with a family that needs support, you know, or or a date night. Um, so I, I try to put on calendar date night. We're going to go to date night this night. So we're not going to do anything else, you know, that day, or we're not going to let anything else infringe on it. So that's one way, because I know when I exercise, I feel better. It actually makes me healthier and I actually sleep better at night. If I go to the gym and lift or run or whatever, that makes me a better, makes me a better pastor, better dad, better husband. Another thing is just schedule your vacation. Like, like put it on the calendar, like look at your family calendar, look ahead. And if you're able to do that, I know some people work multiple jobs, but find, find when you are going to carve out time to intentionally turn it off and not answer emails, not be on call. Uh, and I know there's always emergencies, but, but to be able to, like you said, Jay, it was so huge, work so you can rest. And that's, it's so true because if you're a leader, even if you're a leader of, of a, any type of organization or business, you're a leader. So things fall on you and there's, there's always something that comes up, but if you can prepare ahead of time, carve it out in your schedule, look ahead, uh, find that vacation time, but, and then do things that give you life, like find some hobby. Like, I think one of the reasons pastors have such struggle is we have no life outside of church. Sometimes my wife will joke with me about it. She's like, you know, you're like, you just need to like, go do something. I'm like, I know you're right. I need, to, I'm like, I'm like, like all just overwhelmed with all these things. And, 
and then I'm just not fun to be around. And so for me, it's like, go play golf, go lift weights, go play basketball, go, go to the beach with your family, find things that bring you life and then carve out time for it. Um, hang out with the kids, make carve out that, that time for them. Um, those are a couple ways, Jay, not rocket science, but uh, we tend to sometimes over-spiritualize it that that's unspiritual to do that because people always need you as a pastor. They always have needs and ministry never stops. Ministry is never done. Right. I, I was coaching someone this week and in our coaching session, I, I literally said um, the individual's a, a huge problem solver, wanting to always solve the problems and think great, great, great heart for ministry of wanting to see the details and seeing through. And I said, listen, you're never going to solve all the problems. You can't, uh, they're all, they're always going to be there. Um, and so the only way to do that is for you to actually go, okay, there's, there's a limit to what I can accomplish and what I do. You said ministry never stops. It's never going to stop. There's always going to be a meeting. There's always going to be somebody who wants your attention, a sermon and prayer, prayer. We just said this. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is if it's never, revol- never done, unless you're super intentional, you're never going to say, I need to stop. Mm-hmm. I need to pause. Now you talked a lot about vacations, which is huge and good. Um, yeah. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about like the weekend and week out rest. Cause we all need it. Right. We all need that weekend week out unplug to recharge because the pastor's schedule is busy. Monday through sometimes Friday. I don't know when you take your day off, but um, you know, pastors struggle to get that extra day off because the world is still moving. Everybody's still moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some pastors only will take Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that's healthy, but they only take Saturday because everybody else is working Monday through Friday. Um, right. But how do you, how do you get that daily, the, the weekly recharge that is desperately needed? I think some of the same principles apply. Mm-hmm. Some of the same principles apply. Um, and, uh, but I think one of the things you said was really, really important is find something that gives you life. Um, mm-hmm. Be super intentional with that. What I found is this, is idle, idle hands gravitate towards what's familiar. Mm-hmm. So if my hands are idle, I'm going to gravitate towards what's familiar. What's familiar for me as a pastor? Ministry. So if I'm not being intentional with my time, I'm not doing something else that gives me life outside of ministry. If I'm not doing what happens is I gravitate towards, I'm bored. I, I, you know, I, I sitting around and I'm like, okay, I didn't, I wasn't too super intentional about this. And all of a sudden, let me pick up my computer and, you know, look at football stats. And all of a sudden, wait a minute, I forgot. I need to do that. Yeah, it's that so idea. Easy. It's so easy because my computer's right here. I'm mm-hmm. already on it. Let me flip over there real quick. And yeah. then an hour goes by and you've been doing work. And it's amazing it's coming and all of a sudden you've written like a whole nother sermon correct and, do you, and you're you like look i got this? ahead and then you're like but i've i've never rested this week right so that <laughs> idle those idle hands yeah. they gravitated towards back what's familiar because i didn't i didn't plan but I the world around us goes life. they applaud oh look at that look what you've done you, you've done it and it's like yeah well i'm trying to finish well not just uh, you know what's the word burnout that's the word that's been used for everything nowadays every everything is burnout and that is a real thing um yeah but like at the end of the day i i really think the weekly rhythm is probably and i would say more important than your vacation and then the other thing that i hear a lot well i need a sabbatical um, or, or i hope to get a sabbatical one day which i still don't really fully understand where it came from and like who created sabbatical that might be an interesting uh podcast one day jay just to do like a research and history on like when did that start who started it who set the amount of time uh how who gets one how who decides 
uh, you know, because I've heard all kinds of things from different leaders. And it's almost like there's this like uh, maybe unspoken request, like, man, if I can just get to some point in my ministry as a pastor, that I can get a sabbatical. And, and that's not a bad desire. But if that's what we're looking for to give us relief, like if I can just get that, I'll be okay. I would rather say, what could you do weekly by, 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 by Sabbathing uh, on your day off? And saying I'm not going to work. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go have that meeting with that person because it's going to be ministry related, and it's. And I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to spend time in the Word. I'm going to do something I enjoy. And I'm. You know what? And I'm not going to be feel guilty about it. And I think I'll be honest. I sometimes feel a spiritual guilt, like I should be doing more, and it's hard for me to turn it off because I feel like there's something else I need to do. And there's a need that need that someone has. And there's times that I, I will go and I will help. If there's emergency, I'm there. Like it's not, this is not like a legalistic thing, but there is a, uh, you know, I could always do more. I'm not doing enough. And I think that's one of the reasons we've heard so many stories of the last couple of years of pastors leaving the ministry is because people thought 2020, even to 2021, wow, it must've been nice for you guys not to have to meet for whether they met for a short time online or they were online forever because of where they, where they, where they were or whatever, it was actually the most draining time because pastors are then trying to find ways to minister in the most unnatural ways. If that makes sense. Right. And that's a whole nother podcast, but whole another podcast, but what you're <laughs> saying, what you're saying is, is real is I think sometimes we get so caught up and there's a there's attachment to our identity. There's attachment to a lot of mm -hmm. things that come with ministry, and uh, almost as if we feel like we, you know, we're letting we're letting someone down. Um, and and again, pastors, you're going to let people down. I tell people that before. I'm going to let you down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to disappoint you. I'm going to let you down. I'm human. Um, and no matter what, I can't replace I can't replace God in your life. I'm not supposed right. to replace God in your life. Um, there's certain things that you don't need to call me about that you you need to go to God about in prayer mm -hmm. and in Bible study. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so pastors need that need to be okay with the idea of going, Hey, look, I'm not available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, early on in my church planning, I'll be very transparent because this is the pastor pod and that's what we do. Um, my wife shared with me just recently, actually, she said, you know, one of the things that I really struggle with, with being a church planter's wife was this is during one of your interest meetings. Okay. So this would have been seven, eight years ago. I said this comment and I didn't mean it, but I was just, you know, this idea of like, Hey, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm available. I want to be available. Um, you know, in, in those moments when you need somebody. And she said, somebody looked at her and said, how does it feel? And how does it work with you when your husband never takes time off? And she said, for the first time in my life, I connected the dots that that's what pastors often go through is that in the darkest of moments, when everyone else is able to take a break, when a crisis happens, you're the one that calls. And then we never get that time back. Nope. You know, you never get that time back. Part of that is the calling. Part of that is the, you know, the, the, yeah. the calling that we have on our shoulders. It's okay. But there's the, the other addition is this, is that sometimes though, um, pastors need to learn the art of saying no, um, because what is an emergency to someone else may not actually be an emergency. Um, it, it can wait until it can wait until another day. It can wait, you know, um, and I think if you're listening, it's another thing to be wise about that with pastors is, you know, when they're when they get to take time off, um, it's important for them to actually take that time off. It's, it will serve the church greater when they get to rest and and be, um, you know, 
um, you know, get, get fed themselves as well. You know, what's interesting, Jay, and I, I echo that um, when I was away, uh, and I think it was uh, Sunday night through Thursday night. So it wasn't even a full week, but really great time. But it was interesting to me. Of course, I didn't like, I don't broadcast. Hey, everybody, I'm going on vacation. Don't contact me because I need rest, right? I don't, you don't want to be that pastor that's like on Twitter complaining all the time. I'm a pastor. I'm tired. My life's hard. And it's like, well, what about the single mom working three jobs? You know, I, I kind of feel more right. sorry for her um, personally. Um, but on, on a funny level, you would not believe how many emails and phone calls I received those four days. And people didn't know, I don't think, that I was gone. But then I had, I had, I had a decision to make. What am I going to do? And I didn't do the little email, like automatic thing, like I'm on vacation. If there's an emergency, call the office, which I probably should have. But um, it's just interesting to me. Other weeks, it's pretty, it's not like that. But uh, the irony of it was, uh, was interesting. Well, it could have been. And also, again, that is where, I mean, there's a spiritual realm that's taking place as well. No, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying those people that were, that could be taken. As no, not at all. You, no, being, you know, the enemy was using it, but no, not at all. Like, that's just, that's just life. You know, ministry keeps going and that's but all right. It is the life, but the irony is you saw, you saw this increase. It seemed to be this increase. Oh, it was. Of cause it. But here's the thing is for mm -hmm. you, there's this temptation. Like I, I mean, I'm hearing my, my, my people needing me. And yeah. at the same time, there was a wife and children and extended family who needed you as well. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you had a decision to make. You had a call to make. Um, and every pastor is going to be put in that position where there's tension and you have to make that. And, and, and again, I think it's a great illustration. The irony of, of what you shared is the reality of, of life and of ministry. And I think all in all, what we're getting at and, you know, what we've really been kind of maybe the the premise of this is if, if you if you want to take work if you want to take rest whether that be on a weekly basis which we all need or you know an extended rest period which is like a vacation it's going to take work on your part uh it's going to take you know managing the rhythms the flow of what you do and how you live life and it's important that you you put, you put up some guardrails and you figure out what that looks like and um it, again um it, it's all about, I believe I've, it's all about planning, being proactive and not reactive, because it's easy for you to get to the end of your year, whatever you want to call that we talked about, you know, sometimes there's multiple resets throughout the year, but it's easy for you to get to the end of your year and go, wait a minute, we haven't taken a vacation, we have to figure that out. Well, then, now you're reacting, you're being reactive towards how that works. So it's easy to get to Friday and go, hey, oh, no, I'm not ready for the weekend. And now you're reacting versus being proactive. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it is easy. I'm acknowledging it's easy for me to sit behind this microphone and say that in these moments. But I, I want to also express, you know, very transparent. I'm there. I'm with you in the grind. And it's not easy. And I struggle and I make my mistakes and I fall short um, as often as everybody else listening and you as well, Josh. We fall short in this. It's something we're actively trying to do. Um, and that's why having these conversations is, is so, so incredibly important. So, um, Josh, any final words on, you know, this, uh, work life balance or rhythms or resting? Well, any, any, any final words you want to, you know, for with? me, Jay, just, I think it's healthy rhythms. I'm asking the Lord to help me learn to say no to things that are good. So I can say, what, what is the saying? So I can say yes to what's best. And so I've had to say no a lot more in the last year than I probably ever have because of all the demands on my time and the needs that people have. And um, 
but I still make time, a lot of time for people. And I love being with people. And I, I mean, I love people. That's why I'm in this, uh, in this role. I love the word of God, love people, but healthy rhythms. I want my kids to know that I, I'm not just a dad. That's, uh, that's not, that's not present when he's with them. I'm trying to work on that and then just be a better husband and be more able to turn things off, uh, really have a life outside of, uh, my life. And at the end of the day, remember that I am called by God to be a pastor, but that's not who I am. Who I am is not a pastor. That, that is the, that is the calling that God's given us, um, to serve his kingdom. And it's a privilege and honor. Um, he doesn't need me. Uh, but he chooses to use me and use anybody in the, in the body of Christ to serve him. So if, if I can keep that mindset, it really gives me a lot of peace. Um, and, and really just remember my identity as a, as a child of God. And I, I need to depend on his spirit. Um, and I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm saying this to remind myself that uh, I need to rest and recharge. And it's okay to take rest. It's okay to Sabbath on your day off. Take a day off. It's okay. Um, don't feel guilty. Uh, and I think we live in a workaholic culture and, uh, and I tend to lean that way because I like what I do. I actually love writing sermons and teaching and loving people, but it's not healthy if that's what I do all the time. And I, I think that it's up to me. And, uh, so anyway, there's, there's a lot I just said, but that's where I've been and that's what I'm learning. So Hey, and yes, and I don't have much, I don't have much to add to that, Josh. I think you pretty much summed up kind of, kind of where we're at. Um, I believe most pastors love what they do. They're passionate about it. They wouldn't do it otherwise. They could do anything else and really find the the fulfillment they did. They would probably do it because the reality is it's a calling. This is what we're Mm -hmm. called to do. But as you just said, it's, it's not healthy if that's all we do. Um, we have to make and do the work that is necessary. We have to work, do the work that's necessary in order to recharge um, because yeah. at the end of the day, our churches will be healthier, uh, our families will be healthier, and we will be healthier if we do that. So, uh, Josh, again, another good conversation here on the Pastor Pod. Uh, thanks for all the insight. Thanks for all the transparency. Uh, we would love to hear from you um, as we're moving forward and as we're, um, you know, getting really into this season of podcast. I mean, 45 in and uh, we got a long way to go. We got some exciting guests on the books uh, coming up in the weeks ahead. Um, but at the same time, we want to hear from you. If there's something that you'd love for us to chat about and have open dialogue about and, um, you know, even we try to find leaders that can speak into these things as well. We'd love to hear from you. You can uh, reach us at the pastor pod at Gmail dot com you can reach out to josh or i on social media you can you know send us a message uh we'd love to chat with you there you can even send a message to the pastor pod on social media and one of us will get back to you um but yeah we'd love to hear from you so reach out to us share with us your thoughts and uh maybe there's something you're wrestling with something that you're like hey i've always been trying to deal with this and i don't know the answer reach out we'd love to to know and maybe we can have that conversation um, and if Josh and I don't pretend to be experts, uh, Josh, I don't think you would consider yourself an expert in something. We're just two guys who are trying to learn alongside of you and grow uh, with you. So uh, that being said, um, until next week from Josh and I here at the Pod, have a great weekend and uh, we'll see you back next weekend.